Open thou my lips, and my mouth shall show forth thy praise. Make haste, O God, to deliver me. Make haste to help me, O Lord. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Alleluia. The true God, one in three, and three in one. O come, let us worship him. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving, and make a joyful noise unto him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God, and a great King above all gods. In his hand are the deep places of the earth. The strength of the hills is his also. It is his, and he made it, and his hands formed the dry land. Oh, come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our Maker, for He is our God, and we are the people of His pasture and the sheep of His hand. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, Never shall be world without end. Amen. The true God, one in three and three in one. O come, let us worship him. We have thought of thy loving kindness, O God, in the midst of thy temple. According to thy name, O God, so is thy praise unto the ends of the earth. Thy right hand is full of righteousness. Great is the Lord, and greatly to be praised, in the city of our God, in the mountain of his holiness. God is known in her palaces for a refuge. Let Mount Zion rejoice, let the daughters of Judah be glad, because of thy judgments. For this God is our God for ever and ever. He will be our guide even unto death. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. We have thought of thy loving kindness, O God, in the midst of thy temple. According to thy name, O God, so is thy praise unto the ends of the earth. Thy right hand is full of righteousness.
The Old Testament lesson for the 8th Sunday after Trinity is written in the 23rd chapter of Jeremiah, beginning at the 16th verse. Thus saith the Lord of hosts, Hearken not unto the words of the prophets that prophesy unto you. They make you vain. They speak a vision of their own heart, and not out of the mouth of the Lord. They say still unto them that despise me, The Lord hath said, You shall have peace. And they say unto everyone that walketh after the imagination of his own heart, No evil shall come upon you. For who hath stood in the counsel of the Lord, and hath perceived and heard his word? Who hath marked his word and heard it? Behold, a whirlwind of the Lord is gone forth in fury, even a grievous whirlwind. It shall fall grievously upon the head of the wicked. The anger of the Lord shall not return until he have executed, until he have performed the thoughts of his heart. In the latter days ye shall consider it perfectly. I have not sent these prophets, yet they ran. I have not spoken to them, yet they prophesied. But if they had stood in my counsel, and had caused my people to hear my words, then they should have turned them from their evil way, and from the evil of their doings. Am I a God at hand, saith the Lord, and not a God afar off? Can any hide himself in secret places that I shall not see him, saith the Lord? Do not I fill heaven and earth, saith the Lord? I have heard what the prophets said, that prophesy lies in my name, saying, I have dreamed, I have dreamed. How long shall this be in the heart of the prophets that prophesy lies? Yea, they are prophets of the deceit of their own heart, which think to cause my people to forget my name by their dreams, which they tell every man to his neighbor, as their fathers have forgotten my name for Baal. The prophet that hath a dream, let him tell a dream. And he that hath my word, let him speak my word faithfully. What is the chaff to the wheat, saith the Lord? Is not my word like as a fire, saith the Lord, and like a hammer that breaketh a rock in pieces? O Lord, have mercy upon us. Thanks be to God. The epistle is written in the eighth chapter of Romans, beginning at the twelfth verse. So then, brothers, we are debtors, not to the flesh to live after the flesh. For if you live after the flesh, you must die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are children of God. For you didn't receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption, by whom we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are children of God, and if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ, if indeed we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified with him. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Thanks be to God. Be thou my strong rock, for an house of defense to save me. In thee, O Lord, do I put my trust. Let me never be ashamed. Alleluia, alleluia, alleluia. Alleluia, give ear, O my people, to my law. Incline your ears to the words of my mouth. Alleluia. The Holy Gospel is according to St. Matthew, the seventh chapter. Glory be to thee, O Lord. Jesus said, Beware of the false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravening wolves. By their fruits you will know them. Do you gather grapes from thorns or figs from thistles? Even so, every good tree produces good fruit, but the corrupt tree produces evil fruit. 
A good tree can't produce evil fruit, neither can a corrupt tree produce good fruit. Every tree that doesn't grow good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Therefore, by their fruits you will know them. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Many will tell me in that day, Lord, Lord, didn't we prophesy in your name, in your name cast out demons, and in your name do many mighty works? Then I will tell them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who work iniquity. Here ends the gospel. Praise be to thee, O Christ. Forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Lord, I have loved the habitation of thy house and the place where thine honor dwelleth. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Ghost. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. In my previous career of about 10 years, I held a variety of jobs, titles, and had a variety of bosses. Some good, some not so much. Some would mentor and invest time in me to help me grow. Others would just want to, you could say, use me. They just wanted me to get the task done. They wanted me to make their lives easier. Or they wanted to use their employees to help them climb up the corporate ladder, use them up, chew them out, that, or chew them up, spin them out, that sort of thing. And some that used me or used their employees, they were rather open about it. Others would try to pretend to care. They'd put on a facade and try to make it easier to use people for their own benefit, to try to fool people into it. You've all had leaders like this in your lives. It's not just bosses, it's any kind of leaders. So bosses, supervisors, teachers, politicians, whatever it is. Some care for you. They want to see you grow. Others will use you for their own good. So whenever we start a new job or start at a new school, we always look at the leaders and ask what kind of leaders that they are. Do they care? Or do they just want to use me? And we ask that because the type of leaders that we follow affects us. A good, a good boss will help build your skills for a promotion. A bad boss will bring your career to a dead end. A good teacher will help you discover new ideas, even new worlds. A bad one will leave you ignorant. A good politician will keep society orderly so that we can live and raise our families. But a bad one will bring chaos while their own bank account grows. Where a leader leads is where they will follow you to be. The same goes for pastors. And that's why Jesus warns this morning, Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravenous wolves. Now, for a pastor like me, there's an indirect warning in this. It's don't be a ravenous wolf, because we know what will happen. But more importantly here is a direct warning to the church, to you, the laity. 
Because where your pastor leads and goes, you will follow and you will also go. So you best know who your pastor is. Is he a faithful sheep, a faithful servant, or a wolf in sheep's clothing? Now, as you hear this, you should have one important question come to your mind, which is, how can I tell if my pastor is a faithful sheep or a ravenous wolf? Because we're deal dealing here with eternal destinations. Your pastor is going to be leading you to one of two eternal destinations. So we need to know how to discern this. And the answer to this question can be found in our collect of all places. That prayer that we prayed in the beginning that's in your bulletin. And if you have it, you can look at what we prayed. It says, grant to us, Lord, we beseech you, the Spirit. Grant us the Spirit. And so our collect is saying that the first step in being able to discern your pastor as a sheep or a wolf is to remember who you are. You are one to whom the Father has given the Spirit, and He continues to give you His Spirit. This is what Paul says in our, in our uh, reading from Romans. He says, For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. For all who are led by the Spirit, look at that, all who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. You are the sons of God. You are the baptized. Your flesh has been put under the water to be put to death. Every day of your baptized life, you put to death the deeds of the body by the Spirit in baptism. So that as your flesh is being mortified day after day, you no longer follow that which is dead. You live instead by the Spirit who now leads you. Which is really saying you have been baptized into Christ crucified. You have been baptized into Him who went to the cross for you and was put to death for your sins and for your flesh in His flesh. He died. He breathed His last to put to death your flesh and your sins. So that as our Lord died for your sin, now in baptism you may live by His righteousness. That's what the Spirit gives you in the waters. Not for you to follow the flesh, but to now to follow and live by Christ's righteousness, which the Spirit gives you in the waters. So now you have life. You have been baptized in Christ and crucified you have been baptized in Christ crucified, who has risen from the dead. So not only have your, has your evil flesh been put to death, but now as you rise from the waters, you rise as the new man. You rise now with the resurrection. It's yours. It is your hope. So that with our flesh put to death by the Spirit and our new man being risen by the Spirit, you are now sons of God. We are all now sons of God. The collect is reminding us first and foremost of who we are. If you want to discern your pastor, remember who you are and what it means for you. That's what the collect says next. 
Grant us the Spirit. That's who you are, the baptized. Grant us the Spirit to think and do always such things as are right. The English always seems to fail us here. The Latin is so much better. Grant us the Spirit to think what is good and proper and to act on that promptly is what the collect really says. Give us the Spirit to think what is good and proper and to act on it promptly. So led by the Spirit, we are sons of God. And as we live being led by the Spirit, now what? How do you live as sons of God? Well, our, our collect answers that. Being led by the Spirit, the Spirit now produces in you the ability, the ability to think what is right and proper that is fitting for the sons of God, that is fitting for one who follows Christ. And the Spirit gives you the ability to act promptly on those good thoughts, on those good things. And this is what Paul is talking about in Romans. Again, he goes on. Paul says, For you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption as sons, by whom we cry, Abba, Father. So when you were baptized, you didn't receive the spirit of the flesh or of the world. You didn't receive the spirit to crave power over people to use them and eat them up like a ravenous wolf. You didn't, re you didn't receive a, a spirit that desires to use your parents for an inheritance or to abuse others for your own power or to use others for your own lusts or to use and cheat others for financial gain or to tear others down to make yourself look good. That's not the spirit you received. In fact, the spirit you received put to death those deeds, those, des those desires of the flesh. Paul says instead you've been given the adoption, you've been given the spirit of adoption as sons to love and praise God who sent his son to die for you. That's what you can do now. You've been given the spirit so that you can honor your parents, care for them in their old age, love your spouse, care for your children, help your neighbor in his body, in his possessions, his reputation. That's what the Spirit now produces in you, are those desires and the ability to act on those good desires. You didn't have such thoughts and desires before that Spirit came to you. But with the Holy Spirit, now you do have that in you. That's what the Spirit produces in you. And with those thoughts, you pray, Abba, Father, and from those thoughts and from that prayer, now you can sacrifice for others in love as Christ sacrificed for you. And in our prayer, we say we can do it readily. We can do it promptly. We don't sit on it. We just do it. To think and to speak and to do such blessed things is what the Father gives to us in this spirit from Christ. And you might be thinking, well, all, all that's great. But how does it come back to answer the question we started with? How am I to discern if my pastor is a sheep or a wolf? How does any of that have to do how I can discern my pastor? Well, the collect is answering that. In order to know if your pastor is being led by the Spirit or the devil, in order to discern if your pastor is a sheep or a wolf, you yourself have to be led by the Spirit. You yourself have to have the Spirit to produce those good thoughts and prayers and good actions in you. 
And there's only one way that the Spirit produces all of that in you. It's through the Word and the sacraments. Only by being baptized into Christ's death and resurrection and staying in your baptism, only then will you be able to discern by the Spirit if your pastor is living a life of repentance and baptism, that is, if he's a good tree producing good fruit in his life, or if he's living a life indulging the, law, the lusts of his flesh, whether those be from po for power or sex or money, whether he's an evil tree producing evil fruit. Only when you're in your baptism can you tell if he's producing good or evil fruit. Only by hearing the word constantly, whether it's in daily devotion or every Sunday when we gather together for church, only by hearing the word, by being in the word, will you discern by the Spirit if your pastor preaches either Christ crucified or if he is preaching to your itching ears or to your own works for your salvation or to, so he can get your money and fill his own pockets. Only by listening to the word can you tell what he is preaching. And then only by recognizing Christ's body and blood in the supper, only by partaking and eating and drinking at this altar in closed communion with those who believe together Christ's doctrines. Only by partaking will you discern by the Spirit if your pastor is leading you to partake of the supper, to stand on the side of the sheep on the last day with him also, in glory, or if your pastor doesn't really care about this supper and is only using it to lead you to the side of the goats, which he will fall on too on that last day as he uses the supper for his own selfish temporal lusts and ambitions. Only by partaking of the supper and knowing that Christ's body and blood are here will you be able to discern how your pastor is a steward of the supper. Or if he's a wolf with the supper. Only by being led by the Spirit in the Word and Sacraments will you then be able to discern if your pastor is a sheep or a wolf. If your pastor is a good tree or an evil tree. If he will be a good tree which will stand with Christ for all eternity or if he will be one of the evil trees that Christ said will be hewn down and thrown into the fire. To be led by the Spirit to think and do, like we prayed for in the collect, means to follow the pastor who is a faithful sheep. But then also to beware of the pastor who is a wolf. Only the Spirit, by following the Spirit, are we able to discern that. Paul says, the Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. Only when our spirit in Christ bears witness with the spirit of who we are, children of God. When that happens, then we will be able to discern which type our pastor is, a sheep or a wolf. And our collect, it ends its answer to this question of how do we discern a pastor. Our collect answers this by saying, I'll give you the Latin version. It's on your congregation at prayer under the theme. The Latin is so much better. It says that we who without you cannot even exist, O Lord, may be strong to live according to you. 
to you who are our source. So when we pray that, we're acknowledging that without God, we're not even here. We don't even exist. And even as we do exist, as we're sinful, we're acknowledging that without God, without His Spirit, we're capable of nothing good. We're not capable of anything that has to do with life. Without God, we cannot truly live. And this is why Christ says at the end of our Gospel, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. On that day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name? Look, how they, look what they fall back on. They fall back on themselves and their own actions. Did we not prophesy in your name? Did we not cast out demons in your name? Did we not do many mighty works in your name? Look, what, look at who we are. Look at what we did, Lord, in your name. And then the Lord says, I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you workers of lawlessness. They prophesied in Jesus' name. They cast out demons in his name. They did many mighty works in his name. If you were to see what they did in Jesus' name, you would be amazed. And still, with what we would consider these amazing acts, these works of theirs are not good. They're not enough to save themselves. It looked good, but before God, it wasn't. You see, any pastor can get up here in the pulpit and preach, love your neighbor, do good. He can preach, give to the church, fight for social justice. That's what anyone can preach. And we can make it sound so wonderful and great to your ears we can make it sound inspiring and uplifting. A pastor can even preach for you to do all these things in the name of God. It can get people out of their seats and ready to go. It can get people ready to volunteer and to work. A pastor could preach and do all, all these, and at the end of the day, he can seem like the most charismatic and the nicest guy. But if he doesn't preach all of that, within repentance and Christ crucified. If he doesn't preach all that from within the spirit and faith, then he is nothing more than a ravenous wolf in sheep's clothing. A ravenous wolf is either looking to get your money or to use you for his lusts or to use you for his own ladder to heaven. Lord, Lord, he'll say on the last name. Did I not prophesy in your name? Such a pastor will say on that day, did I not tell people to love in your name, to weep with other people in your name? Did I not use your name to get my congregation to do works of mercy and social justice in your name? And it will all sound so great, but what he's really saying at the very end of it is this. Lord, Lord, didn't I use all these people to do my own good works in your name to earn my own way into heaven? A ravenous wolf lives and preaches to use others. He'll convince you to try to do the same. That's all it is. He doesn't actually care about other souls. He just wants to use them as a ladder to his own end. And to such people, our Lord will say, 
to such ravenous wolves and all who follow such ravenous wolves, I never knew you. But then look at what Paul says. He says, So then, brothers, we are debtors, not to the flesh to live according to the flesh. In other words, not to live as ravenous wolves. For if you live according to the flesh, Paul says, you will die. Christ will say he didn't know you. But if you live by the Spirit, you put to death the deeds of the body, and you will live. And then he goes on a little later. And if you are sons, God, if you are sons of God who live, if you are children of God, then you are heirs, heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ, provided we suffer with Him in order that we may also be glorified with Him. So then on the last day, those who are led by the Spirit will not tell Christ what they have done or who they are. In fact, they won't even think about their thoughts and desires and acts that the Spirit led them to do. They won't even remember them. Instead, on the last day, those led by the Spirit will say, Lord, Lord, didn't you die for us on the cross to pay our debt to forgive our sins? Didn't you rise from the dead to justify us? Didn't you save us in baptism and there give us your righteousness? Didn't you preach to us about your crucifixion throughout our lives every Sunday morning? Didn't you give us your body and blood to eat and drink to forgive our sins and strengthen us so we may stand here on this last day before you? Those people won't throw themselves on their own works. They'll throw themselves onto Christ. A faithful pastor will preach to his people all of this so that they may say those very things on the last day. A ravenous wolf knows nothing about those things. But to such people who look to Christ crucified for their, for their salvation and say those things on the last day, our Lord will not say, I don't know you. In fact, our Lord will say, I do know you and I love you. He will say, well done, good and faithful servant. He will say, today you will be with me in paradise. That's how you discern your pastor. So which one is your pastor? What does he preach? How does he live? Is he a sheep or a wolf? May the Father always grant you the Spirit to discern. Amen. Now may the peace of God which surpasses all understanding keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.
mercy upon us. O Christ, have mercy upon us. O Lord, 
have mercy upon us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Grant to us, Lord, we beseech you, the Spirit to think and do always such things as are right, that we, who cannot do anything that is good without you, may by you be enabled to live according to your will. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, ever one God, world without end. Amen. Almighty and most merciful God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, we give you thanks for all your goodness and tender mercies, especially for the gift of your dear Son and for the revelation of your will and grace. And we beseech you so to implant your word in us that, in good and honest hearts, we may keep it and bring forth the fruits of faith by patient continuance and well-doing. Most heartily we beseech you so to rule and govern your church Catholic with all her pastors and ministers, that we may be preserved in the pure doctrine of your saving word, whereby faith toward you may be strengthened, love and charity increased in us toward all mankind, and your kingdom extended. Send forth laborers into your harvest, and sustain those whom you have sent, that the word of reconciliation may be proclaimed to all people, and the gospel preached in all the world. Grant health and prosperity to all who are in authority, especially to Joseph, our President, the Congress of these United States, Kim, our Governor, the Legislature of this State, and to all our judges and magistrates, and endue them with grace to rule after your good pleasure, to the maintenance of righteousness, and to the hindrance and punishment of wickedness, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. May it please you also to turn the hearts of our enemies and adversaries, that they may cease their enmity and hostilities, and be inclined to walk with us in meekness and in peace. All who are in trouble, want, sickness, anguish of labor, peril of death, or any other adversity, especially those who are in suffering for your name's sake, comfort, O God, with your Holy Spirit, that they may receive and acknowledge their afflictions as the manifestation of your fatherly will. Especially do we pray for those that we name in our hearts at this time. Although we have deserved your righteous wrath and manifold punishment, yet we entreat you, O most merciful Father, remember not the sins of our youth nor our many transgressions, but out of your unspeakable goodness, grace, and mercy, defend us from all harm and danger of body and soul. Preserve us from false and pernicious doctrine, from war and bloodshed, from plague and pestilence, from all calamity by fire and water, from hail and tempest, from failure of harvest and from famine, from anguish of heart and despair of your mercy, and from an evil death. And in every time of trouble, show yourself a very present help, the Savior of all men, and especially of them that believe. 
cause all needed fruits of the earth to prosper, that we may enjoy them in due season. Give success to the Christian training of the young, to all lawful occupations on land, sea, and air, and to all pure arts and useful knowledge, and crown them with your blessing. Receive, O God, our bodies and souls and all our talents, together with the offerings we bring before you. For by his blood your Son has purchased us to be your own, that we may live under him in his kingdom. As we are strangers and pilgrims on earth, help us by true faith and a godly life to prepare for the world to come, doing the work you have given us to do while it is day, before the night comes when no one can work. And when our last hour shall come, support us by your power and receive us into your everlasting kingdom. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, Almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day. Defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings, being ordered by thy governance, may be righteous in thy sight. Through Jesus Christ, thy Son, our Lord, who liveth and reigneth with thee and the Holy Ghost, ever one God, world without end. Amen. Let my mouth be filled with thy praise, and with thy honor all the day. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings, being ordered by thy governance, may be righteous in thy sight. Through the same Jesus Christ, thy Son, our Lord, who liveth and reigneth with thee and the Holy Ghost, ever one God, world without end. Amen. We give thanks unto thee, Heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, thy dear Son, that thou hast protected us through the night from all danger and harm. And we beseech thee to preserve and keep us this day also from all sin and evil, that in all our thoughts, words, and deeds we may serve and please thee. Into thy hands we commend our bodies and our souls and all that is ours. Let thy holy angel have charge concerning us, that the wicked one have no power over us. Amen. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come unto thee. Bless we the Lord. Thanks be to God. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit, be with us all. Amen.